Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Good morning, Unity of Fairfax, and all of you who are joining us this morning. I am, as always, delighted to be with you. And we have um, quite a subject this morning to co-create around. And I say that because it's a subject that we're all dealing with. And in the last couple of years, year and a half, shall we say, we have been dealing up close and personal in a very big worldly way with change, with change that has been thrust upon us. And let's talk a little bit about change. I referenced um, in the minister's minute, as far as change was concerned, it's constant. It's the one thing that never changes is change. We have change all the time, like it or not. It's how we deal with the change. And one of the interesting things is when I went to put the uh, papers together, the thoughts, the feelings for this talk, I ran across, um, or at least I thought I did, an old article by a friend of ours. Actually, she's got two, Ellen Devonport. And Ellen Devonport is a unity minister who now works for Unity Worldwide out in Kansas City. Ellen Devonport came out of this church. She was one of the ministers that came out of this church, if you will. And she wrote an article, oh, back in the early 2000s, called Hell in the Hallway. And I remember glumming on to that article, and I remember speaking about that article. And so when I thought that I knew all about that article and what she said and what she meant, I found that she had written a, a condensed later version that has shown up uh, on the Unity website and is still there right now for those of you that would like to go and peruse it. And basically to give you an outline of what we are going to explore today, which is, by the way, based on Ellen's article, as well as a few verses here in this Bible that I brought with me today that some of you know, some of you may not, but I always like to introduce new concepts. And this uh, is not a new concept, nor is it a new Bible. It's called The Message. And I like the message sometimes, not always. And I have colleagues who say, do not bring that into my church. I'm just mentioning it to you because the message is written in plain old English. Not that some of the other Bibles aren't, but some people find some of the um, English here and the editorializing, I might add, called an introduction for those of you that like those euphemisms, is not always friendly uh, to, to some people. I'm telling you this because I've used it today to reference specifically Job and specifically Ecclesiastes. And that, that was Ecclesiastes that I read to you this morning that was in our meditation. And many of you are very familiar with that. So I wanted to be certain that I reference that, as well as I want to give, as they say today, a shout out to Nancy Starr. Nancy Starr taught Finding Yourself in Transition by Robert Brummett at this church for probably 10 years. 
And she always had a very full class. So finding yourself in transition and Ellen's article is where we're going to jump off here this morning. And basically it talks about three segments, which are really the hero's journey that you all know about from ancient literature. And it is this, and we'll use the metaphor of the hallway, if you will. It seems to stick with people. Usually at the end of one hallway is a door that gets shut. And that door is usually not shut by us. It's usually shut by someone else. And sometimes it can really hit you on the backside as you're moving into the hallway. And at the other end of the hallway is another door. And that's a door wet that comes after we've spent time in the hallway. So essentially, for those of you that are not familiar with this, there are three parts to this story. And that's the hero's journey. And the first part is change. What is change? Change seemingly is a paradox. You know, uh, the, the more things um, change, the more they stay the same, is one I've heard. And change is ceaseless. It's endless. It just continues. Look at Mother Nature. One season after another. Look at us as human beings as it relates to change. Oh, yes, let's stop and look at us as human beings with regard to change. Do we not sometimes fear change? Do we look at change and say, Ugh, well, that's a good one, but I wish I didn't have to go through it. And yet, go through it, we will. And that's the part of the hallway that we learn how to handle that change. Long before that other door at the other end of the hallway gets opened, we have this hallway. You can call it the wilderness, if you will. That's familiar to many people, too. Um, what are the components of transition? They are, as I'm using today, a door that closes. And it's usually, my friends, a very significant door. It's the ending of one chapter in life and hopefully the beginning of another. And the ending can be as dramatic as a death in the family, a divorce, bankruptcy, a pandemic. It's a change that is life-changing. There's no going back after this change. There's no rearranging the furniture so it looks like what it did before the change. The change is significant. It's impactful. Sometimes it can be pleasant, as in a graduation, as in a marriage. Sometimes not. And when we get, and I'll use this word, shoved into the hallway, it is not always pretty. And what I would like to do as part of our walk through this time of change is to make sure that we know there are spiritual steps that we can take to get beyond change. And you may say, well, what's beyond change? Beyond change is transformation. Well, where do we go for transformation? You work the change in the hallway. Well, how do I work the change in the hallway? I'm going to um, read one of Wayne Dyer's great, uh, what he called it, one of my life lessons that I'm so glad I've learned and I will continue to learn until the day I die, and it's this. When uh, you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Some of you may remember this from Wayne Dyer. 
I've also added, when you see the Christ in all things, including yourself, you see differently. Ah, so that's what I call partially working the change in the hallway. The change in the hallway can be the work of dealing with the resistance that you're feeling at even being in the hallway, wishing you could change the hallway itself, wishing the other door would hurry up and open, anything but having to go through the hallway, please. And when we have that kind of resistance, we tend to sometimes get into the drama of the change. And when we get into the drama of the change, we forget there are spiritual steps that we can use to move us along the hallway. Otherwise, we tend to get stuck in the hallway or stuck in change. And what's the big red flag of stuckedness? I call it drama. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You create your own drama. We all do. And then we begin to tell people about the drama. And ain't it so awful? And that brings me to the message and to our friend, if you've ever read the chapter um, called Job, it's Old Testament in the Bible. And the whole chapter is not necessarily about Job, the man. It's about you and me and Job and how Job railed against suffering, especially the suffering that he did not plan on, he did not welcome, he did not create. And I'm bringing Job to you because sometimes I know as a, a younger person, I thought Job was just a man of great patience. My mother would throw around that old expression, you have the patience of Job. Generally, she was not speaking to me, Sandra. She was speaking to someone else. Yes, Job had patience. Job had patience with God. Patience, or so it would seem, because he thought that God should hurry up and answer his questions and restore his prior wealth, meaning his life that was, quote, normal, that was good, not give him this life of total suffering. And Job said, like many of us, why me? Have you not asked yourself when you get in a hallway, and I know every single one of you have been in the hallway. You may even feel like you're in the hallway right now, not seeing the door, not feeling the transformation. And you've asked very humanly, why me? Why has this been a broad brought upon me. And then there's also the question of why has it been brought upon our world? What is all this suffering about in our world? Why? And you're looking to God for the answers. And that, my friends, is another sign we're stuck in the hallway. We're looking outward. God is inward. God is not out there. The answers are not out there. The answers are within. This is old teaching. This is ancient teaching. I'm going to continue to bring it up until I myself am able to practice it in a much more expansive, godlike way. And I'm asking you to take a look at how you practice, how you are in the hallway that you may be in right now. How do you see it? How do you see yourself in the hallway? 
Is it a drama? Are you stuck? Or are you looking at, oh my gosh, this may be a time of great change and great inspiration. And as my dear, um, I won't call him friend, I'll call him colleague, Daniel Namod said, bring it on. If that's where I'm going, if that's where I am right now in this hallway, and I am affirming that other door is going to open, you bring it on. And what does that mean? That means right now in this moment, not yesterday, not in the next moment, I'm going to use my divinity. I'm going to be in my divinity, use my creative divine mind to explore what it is I want when that next door opens. What it is that's my intention. How will I create a, quote, better world? Do I want to? Or am I happy right here in my stuckedness? Generally speaking, most people are not happy in their stuckedness. We all are inspired. Why? Because that's part of the divinity within each of us. That's the creativity that calls us to come up higher in consciousness. And so I say this to you, and Ellen brought this out in her article. What do we do when we're in the hallway? What is the number one thing? Our job, she says, is twofold. The first one is to set your intention. Answer the question, what do I want? Do I see this as a time of creativity? Do I see it as a time of real change? Do I see it as beyond change? Do I see it as transformation? I have an opportunity here. Set the intention, and then here's the tricky part for us humans. Get out of the way. And we've clothed it in nice words like allow and surrender. And I'm being Sandy and saying, get out of the way. Set the intention. Tell the universe. And then get out of the way and let God be God. If I counted the number of times that I let God be God in my life and gave God the amount of room needed to maneuver in my very small view of the world, oh my... I'd still be counting on this same hand. I don't do that very well. I can teach it. I can preach it. But do I do it? I have to say, it takes effort. It takes that intention setting, and then it takes saying to myself, Sandy, leave room for God, will you please? You don't have to control or direct anything. God within does that. That is the divine flowing in and through you and through me. And that divinity is there in all of us. That's another point that I would like to make to you. We are not alone. You and I are not alone in the hallway. We may be alone in our hallway and how we've created our hallway, but when we speak of the hallway as that interim point, that second component of transition, everyone has a hallway, everyone has been in the hallway. Maybe not the same as everyone else, but you know what I'm saying when I say to you, you've been in the hallway. You know what I'm talking about. And so the question then becomes, do you wish to create something while you're in the hallway? And here's something very important that I didn't say uh, clearly as I'd like. 
Are you honoring the pain or the effort or the closing of this door in the hallway? Or are you um, uh, similar to many people I know? Oh, well, let's just get beyond it, okay? Let's just put it to bed and get beyond it. My friends, I believe you have to honor it, whatever it is, and generally it's pain. You honor it, you integrate it, and you fold it into the process, the process, if you will, of using spiritual tools to navigate significant, impactful change in your life. So lest we get lost in a lot of verbiage here, two things. First, decide, and this is Albert Einstein, is the universe hostile or is the universe friendly? And the reason Albert Einstein said that, all else that you do, whether it's in the hallway or not, will come from that worldview. And if you decide that the world is hostile, you're going to have a long time in the hallway. Okay? If you decide the world is friendly, that is from the divine. Therefore, if you decide to use that, if you set your intention and then surrender, get out of the way, allow God to work in and through you, holy moly, the world is waiting, people. That is the ultimate. That is moving forward. That is transformation. And that is beyond a nice talk on change. So there you have it. Where are you? In the hallway? Are you looking for another door to open? Do you just want to lose the hallway and get to that other door? Not recognizing the work that's going on in the hallway? Very often our most creative, loving seeds are sown right here in the hallway. And we are in a major hallway as a universe right now, as a people, as a planet, and as individuals. So then the question is, once again, just so I can say it again, are you going to suffer in the hallway, or are you going to do two things? Set your intention for what you want and where you're going and who you are, and then get out of the way and allow God to work in and through you as you move toward that new and exciting door that's opening. And as Daniel says, bring it on. So I close with this. While we're waiting for the next door to open, we know that our time in the hallway is not wasted. We listen for God's guidance from within and declare our intention to the universe. Then we step forward toward the next door in faith, opening ourselves to all the gifts God has in store. God bless you. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.